Hi, everyone. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to take a moment to address the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. This decision stripped away the right to have a safe and legal abortion. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical abortions shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortions.com. That's the number four. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, Choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. I encourage you to speak up. Take care and spread the word. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to another episode of The Reality Is. As always, it's newer. How's everybody doing? Um, we're doing things a little bit differently today. So uh, Arthi had so much to say on the Saturday episode for um, about Married to Medicine that um, usually I do the um, the Wednesday episode. I realize my thoughts right now are just like completely scrambled and out of order, but stay with me. Usually in the Wednesday episode, I talk about Lana and Married to Medicine, but today's episode is just going to be a mini Atlanta episode, um, and Arthi's going to be on so to talk about Married to Medicine later this week um, because she had so much to say at the end of last week's episode um, that we're just going to do a full recap of the Married to Medicine episode um, from the Sunday. So today's episode is only about Lana. <laughs> That was like way too long of a way to talk about that. Like, what the fuck? Okay, anyway, let's talk about rehearsals of Atlanta. Okay, um, let's just jump right in. That's a little bit of housekeeping there. Ooh, you know what? While we're here, actually, before we jump in, um, if you don't follow me, uh, follow us on their Patreon or support us on the Patreon, 
That's okay. But if you're interested in um, any pop culture content, especially with my brother Raheel, who has been on a couple of bonus episodes that I've released onto the Patreon, um, please do hop on. A couple weeks ago, we recapped uh, his favorite movie, Meet Joe Black, from the 90s, and talked about how he is connected to Brad Pitt. Um, And uh, we're now doing like weekly just pop culture breakdowns. So if you want a little bit more content, you can go over to our Patreon, The Reality Is Pod, um, and check that out. And also, you know, I was thinking about something, and now we're just, now I'm just purging my brain, okay? I was thinking about something. Do you guys prefer multiple episodes with that are, like, shorter every week, or do you enjoy, like, the twice-a-week Wednesdays Atlanta and Married to Medicine or whatever's on Sunday or earlier in the week, and then um, the weekend episode is usually like Beverly Hills and whatever is on later in the week. You let me know. Um, I was thinking about sometimes it's easier for me to like keep my thoughts fresh if I record right after I watch a show, but that also requires me to watch the show on time and sometimes I don't do it. So anyway, let me know if you prefer um, the longer episodes twice a week or if you would enjoy like a little mini, mini pod um, you know, every day or every other day to just talk about what's going on um, just as like a little midweek treat. Let me know. Okay. Um, so Real Houses of Atlanta, right? That's where we were. We opened back up in Jamaica and it is now day two of Sonia's trip. The girls are still reeling from Candy screaming, bitch, I'm worldwide, which she is. Um, the girls are doing like a morning shtick and it is seven in the damn AM. <laughs> so fucking early. Okay. I'm just saying this. Like, I don't want to be on a vacation that requires me to be up that early. Okay. I just feel like that's not vacation. That's torture. Why would you want me to wake up that early? That's cuckoo bananas. Um, Candy is in her room getting ready and she's venting to Todd about Marlo's audacity the night before, like I said. And as we know now, Marlo is getting on Candy's motherfucking nerves for good reason. Um, Sonia is having everybody meet her in the lobby and the plan is to go to Kingston, which is about two hours away. And they're going to do some sort of a foot race and they're going to go around seeing all of Jamaica. And Sonia is really, you know, putting her... I'm a housewife, but I'm also working for the tourism board thing, um, putting that hat on. So what I love also about Atlanta is that <laughs> Real Houses of Atlanta is known, known for like iconic like bus footage. Like there's a lot of like waiting to get on a bus. Like they do a lot of that in Atlanta. And I love that. Like they did that in Japan. They've done it on like every trip they've been on because the ladies just don't go uh, get there on time. But like as usual, like I said, in Atlanta fashion, some folks are on time and many of them are late. Uh, Drew arrives late. Candy arrives late. Marlo arrives late. And Kenya is very, very, very late. Um, while they're waiting, Sonia gives Drew an Olympic, official Olympic track uniform because Drew is having some sort of a foot race against Marlo. And Drew tells everyone that she was also a track star. And technically, she was an Olympian because her high school mascot was an Olympian. Now, you know... You know 110% in the souls of, like, the inside, whatever, I, words are not my friend today. You know in your heart 
of hearts that Drew is definitely like at a party being like, yeah, I, I'm an Olympian. Yeah, I ran track. And then people will be like, shit, really? And like, if you know you're like a Hollywood party, like nobody's like fact checking that. You just fucking say shit. And you know that Drew would be saying that shit. Like, it's the same way Ralph was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I was a college athlete. Like, no, you were a bench warmer for Rutgers. Like, relax. You know what I mean? And so I could totally see Drew being like, yeah, I was an Olympian. And then if somebody calls her, she'd be like, well, I'm not a liar. I was. I, di- I didn't mean the Olympics. Like, that's your fault that you misunderstood what I said. But I wasn't lying about what I said. Like, Drew is just the type to do that. Um, but anyway, um, Drew gets gets this little little tracksuit. And she says some shit like, we get it, Ken. We get it, Sonia. You're an Olympic athlete. We get it. You run races. Um, okay, relax, Drew. It, but like I said, you know Drew is the kind of person to say, I'm an Olympian and I used to run track. <laughs> because <laughs> because she's the kind of person to say that. But meanwhile, like, Sonia, who is actually an Olympian, <laughs> can't keep talking about how she's an Olympian. She could fucking talk about how much, however much she wants. Like, all we really know about Drew is that she uh, was on a television show one season of a a couple of seasons of a television show. She was on one season of a show on VH1, and that was for like half of the first season. Okay, that's all we literally know about Drew. Okay, I know I nobody knows anything about her. Anyway, um, like I said, Atlanta's great because they'll just spend like twenty minutes of an episode just like loading people into cars because there's just like so much content there. Um, Marla shows up like twenty minutes late, and when she gets there. She starts talking to Drew and Ralph about like apologies and she apologizes to them about being triggered the night before at dinner when she heard Ralph wasn't adopting Josiah. And then we get some sort of like an iPhone footage and it's Drew like doing her preacher's daughter thing of like, you know, you need to understand the situation and blah, blah, blah. And then now Marlo's like, oh yeah, you're my, you're my therapist. You're my therapist. You're my therapist, girl. I'm like, I know a girl just like Marlo, and I feel like now all of my Marlo viewing is like kind of tainted with the connection to the other girl. And it, it already, like, I'm already annoyed with Marlo, but this just is making me even more annoyed. Um, they asked, the producers asked Candy if she thinks that uh, Marlo should have apologized to her, if Candy wishes that Marlo had apologized to her instead of just to Ralph and Drew. And Candy says, <laughs> She just doesn't give a fuck. She wants nothing to do with her. And she doesn't care. She doesn't even care if Marlo came on the road trip at all. She just doesn't want Marlo there. She's done with Marlo. Um, everyone's waiting for Kenya. Kenya's not there yet. Okay, there's a lot of waiting, a lot of waiting, 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 a lot of producer cam of 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Uh, text messages between Sonia and Kenya. And Sonia's like, you know, I told everybody, like, everybody needs to be on time and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And the editors show Kenya taking her time. But, like, even I'm not stupid enough to know that, like, to think that I even I am not stupid enough to think that Kenya, that was actual footage of Kenya taking her time. No, it was obviously not. Like, Kenya even tweeted about it later. She was like, I'm wearing my purse. Why would I be wearing my purse inside of the room? That's ridiculous. Because when she shows up later, she does not have her purse on. Um, Anyway, 
It's 40 minutes past and Sanya's like, girl, we got to go. And Kenya says, hey, yeah, no worries. Do your thing. Please leave. Um, Sanya is on the trip. She's leading the way. She shows them her childhood home in Kingston. We meet an auntie neighbor of hers. We go to an ice cream parlor so fancy that it's behind gates. Um, and I was, <laughs> I was very, um, I mean, I don't want to say I'm unimpressed, right? Because the place was used to be a, fa- a plantation and now somebody else owns it. And they like, they've, they've made it their own place, right? And it's a super fancy ice cream place and everybody goes there and it's really good and all this stuff. But like, it's just a regular, just a regular ice cream place. I wasn't that exciting there. Um, Sheree pulls Marlo aside at the ice cream place and is like, hey, what's going on with you and Candy? And of course, as usual, like Marlo never, ever, 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 ever sees her fault in any of it. She's like, yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea why I went so left. Why would Candy say anything to me about kids? Like, that's so crazy. It's like, no, first of all, Marlo, the way the conversation went is Ralph was talking about Josiah not wanting to adopt Josiah and... Marlo made it about herself and was like, oh, how could you do that? You know, I'm I'm uh, a foster kid. So when I hear somebody not getting adopted, like that really hurts my feelings and all this stuff. And it's like, well, Candy had to chime in because as somebody who raised ch- her nephews it, or her cousins, she's really triggered by a woman who th- kicked her nephews out sitting there making something else about her. So it's like Marlo made it about herself and then Mar- Candy made it about herself. So they all did the same damn thing. But anyway, Marlo doesn't see her fault. Moneta asks Candy at the same time, like, what's going on? And Candy says she's just pointing out the hypocrisy. But to her, it got significantly worse when Marlo disrespected Todd. I mean... You know, here's the thing. Like, I don't think anybody's husband should be disrespected, but Todd is like, (laughs) Todd is like so disrespectable. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) How can you not? If Eeyore was a person, although I would not disrespect Eeyore, but it's like, it's Todd. Ugh. Um, anyway, Kenya shows up two hours late and immediately gets an ice cream sundae, which I appreciated. And she's just like happy. She's happy to be there. She's happy to just join in on the party. And Kenya's doing something that I realized she also did at Blue Ridge, which is like she shows up late and then she just is like, I'm going to look so happy and so joyous that if anybody tries to come at me, it's their problem because I'm obviously in a great mood. Um, but Sonia pulls Kenya aside and is like, why were you two hours late? And Kenya says that first she says that I've been totally on time for everything else, which they've only been there for like a day and a half. So I guess she was late to dinner and that was it. Um, Editors are really trying hard with like the editing Kenya to look like a monster thing. She's like everything else that I've been at, like everything else besides today, it's been on time. Granted, yeah, at dinner, everybody showed up late because and she showed up late because she had this like date that Sonya got her this John guy. But the only other thing that she missed is the bus. But the editors cut it in a way to make it look like three things, which I was like, you're grasping. You're grasping for straws, okay? Um, But Kenya says that she's tried to make it on time for everything else. It was just this one thing. And then she says that things have just been stressful because of Brooklyn and Mark, and she gets really emotional. 
And Sanya, for some reason, has no sympathy about this, which I found to be very strange. She's like, why does Kenya keep using the divorce card? And I'm sorry, that's fucked up, okay? She says something like, the math isn't math thing, which is insane. You asked her why she was late. She said she was slow moving because of some issues back home with her kid. What about that is not mathing for you? She was handling stuff from back home. She was on the phone with her kid. What is the problem here? Like, I don't understand what else she needs to tell you. Is it annoying and rude that she was late? Yeah, of course. But if you ask her the reason why, she tells you the reason why. Just because you don't like the reason doesn't mean that the math isn't mathing. The math is there. The reason is there. You just don't like the reason why she was late. Just say that. Um, Marlo tries to talk to Candy (laughs) on the bus. But straight up talking shit about Portia. She's like, did you see Portia got a Rolls Royce from Simon? And Candy tells her to shut the fuck up. She's like, shut the fuck up. Do not talk to me. And Marlo is just more and more and more annoying. God, she's so annoying. They get to the stadium where there will be a foot race between Drew and Marlo. And before that, Sonya runs barefoot in like 36 seconds. And I just want to say that like, Oh, I just find, (laughs) I just, I was immediately so triggered by being at the track and I did not realize that I would be, but like, I don't want to watch people race because I was always the last kid in gym class during the mile. I was the worst kid during the presidential fitness test. I am so triggered by running. I really am. When I was like in my mid-20s, I'd say I tried it for a little bit. Like I would go jogging around my neighborhood and I really did enjoy it. But that was because I didn't put a time limit on it and I didn't count. Like I didn't measure my like mileage because the thought of running a certain amount of distance during a certain amount of time is extremely upsetting to me. That's like why I will never do like a 5K or 3K or 2K or whatever they're called. You're never going to see me run a marathon or a mini marathon or a half marathon or a turkey trot. It's not going to happen because all of it is based on like times and I just can't do it. It's too upsetting. And like, I don't, find any of the women in Beverly Hills relatable. Like I don't find it relatable when they're talking about their like $30,000 or $250,000 bags and stuff like that, right? And that is the same way I do not relate to Sonia and these people who are running. Why would you voluntarily run? In a foot race? What are we, babies? Who races? I'm always telling my kids, yelling at my kids to not race because these two boys, it's always a race. They're always fighting about race. Oh, he did this first and I'm winning and you're in a rush. And guess what? Brushing teeth, it's a race. Guess what? There's toothpaste all over the sink all the time. Okay. You know when they're, they're not racing is getting their asses to bed. They never race on that. And I really wish they would. But anyway, my point is I don't like races. Okay. That's crazy. If some if somebody wanted to make me sound super problematic, they could just take <laughs> that clip out. The reality is, says <laughs> I don't like races. I don't like races. I don't like running. Okay. It just I don't like it. Okay. I just it makes me very, very upset. It makes me very uncomfortable. Anyway, they're all betting on who's gonna win the race. Nobody's betting on Marlo. <laughs> And he says, not even for a whore. (laughs) 
Not even for a whore race. <laughs> what? Now, a whore race? That maybe is a race I'd like to get behind. What do you think would even be in a horror race? What would be in it? <laughs> What's the competition? Who like, who would the competition be? Who makes the most money from the men that they, um, or women that they, the people that they uh, solicit? Is that what a horror race would be? Or is it who's the fastest? I want to understand <laughs> what the horror race is, Candy. But anyway, nobody has their money on Marlo. They do this. They they do this run, and Marlo wins with her, <laughs> with her titties out. <laughs> Both her boobs are out of the sports bra and underwear that she's got on this Balenciaga bathing suit or whatever this is. <laughs> For Marlo, apparently it was a horror race because her boobs were. <laughs> But at the end of the race, Drew takes a tumble running away from the race, which is weird. And she ruptures her Achilles. The minister of sports shows up. Anytime I hear minister, I immediately think of like minister of magic. Like from like Harry Potter, you know. So I was like, what? Minister of sports? What do you do? Um, but anyway, they go to a doctor. It's a whole thing. And yeah, she ruptured her heels. Um, anyway, on the way back. Sonia invites Kenya and Sheree to an IFIT event at 9.30, but she's, she calls it an open invitation, which is important. She kind of is like, it's at 9.30. You guys can come if you want, whatever. There's also a catamaran, as she keeps pr- pronouncing it that way, which is so cool. I can't, I'm not going to say it like that again because it's difficult for me. Catamaran. It's like, a, like an asshole American that I am. But there's a catamaran, and then there's an open invitation to an IFIT event at 9.30 sharp. The next morning at 9.30 on the bus for the IFIT shoot, only Marlo makes it. Nobody else comes. And at 9.50, Kenya is like, hey, she's calling the front desk. She's like, what's going on? Whatever. Um, Marlo gets to Sonia at the shoot. And Sonia, it's important to note, she says she doesn't know where the other girls are, but she also lost her phone. So she doesn't know if anybody's trying to get in touch with her. But she doesn't seem very bothered by it at this point. She's like, yeah, whatever. Like, I guess if they wanted to come, they could have come. It's not a big deal. The rest of the ladies meet up in the lobby and Sheree and Kenya feel some type of way because they feel like they were uninvited to the IFIT event because Sonia didn't call them in the morning. Now, you guys know I am a team twirl through and through, but this was ridiculous. Like, Kenya, you were given the instructions. You got to the lobby late. The bus was gone. And I get, I'm sure what happened is Kenya probably called Sonia and said, Hey, um, could you call me back? Or she texted her and Sonia didn't get back to her. I feel like that is at most what happened, which certainly maybe like bothered Kenya. But Kenya, you were given the call time and you didn't show up. That's it. Um, Candy and Drew meet up at the same time because Drew has been, <laughs> Drew's been given a boot, the boot, uh, because she can't, she can't walk anymore. She ruptured her heels and, um, they read some lines together, but they immediately, that's not important. What's important is they are also talk shit about Marlo because what they say is Marlo is now sucking up to Sonia despite like talking shit about her not long before. Marlo is such a transparent human being, you guys. She's so transparent. Um, Kenya, Sheree, and Manetta go to a catamaran and have an absolute amazing time. It looks like the most fun. Um, they ask Sheree about She by Sheree, and she tells everybody that 
She's so nervous about it not going well that she has changed it from a fashion show to a fashion presentation. What is a fashion presentation? Is it that is it a fashion presentation without fashions? Like what is happening at a presentation? Does that mean that like there's a PowerPoint? There's like a PowerPoint of like the sketches that you've put together so far. Is it just like digital? Like what is a fashion presentation? But everybody's very nervous. Um, Anyway, after this, everybody, you know, everybody seems to have a lovely time doing whatever it is that they're doing, but they're all getting ready to get glam and go to dinner. And on the way to dinner, Sheree runs into Sonia. This is important because all of everything that happens after this point is Sheree's fault. So Sheree says to Sonia, girl, I'm mad at you. I feel like I was uninvited. And Sonia's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I told you guys what time the bus was. I just thought you didn't want to come because you guys didn't come. The bus was there at 930. Marlo got there, but you guys didn't come. And Sheree's like, well, I feel like you didn't tell us, right? Because it's like they made a mistake and they're not wanting to own up to it. So instead, it's easier for them to just get mad at Sonia. And Sonia is definitely annoyed. But she's like, no, you guys just like didn't show up. So that's all it was. And she's more annoyed about Sheree starting this shit about you uninvited us than actually annoyed about them not showing up. She didn't really give a shit that they didn't show up. She's annoyed that Sheree's coming at her for not calling her. I'm not sure. Um, throughout this whole thing, I noticed that Marlo is really just loving on Sonia. Okay. They get to this place, Rose Hall, and she's just going on and on about how amazing Marlo, how amazing Sonia is and all this stuff. And like I said, she is just so fucking transparent. She loves Sonia because she sees how well connected Sonia is in Jamaica. That's all it is. That's all it is. She's like, oh, she went from sugar, from shit to sugar, which is so fucking offensive. Like nothing happened. Well, she did throw a really corny party, city party, but still before that, like nothing happened that changed who Sonia was as a person. You just came to Jamaica and you got to experience life as like a beloved life, being friends with a beloved athlete in like a country. That's all it was. And now you are rubbing up her butt because you are an opportunist, Marlo. Hello. Um, they sit down at dinner and Candy's asking Ralph about the book and she asks for an excerpt from the book and he does, he gets up there and he's talking and then the confessional he's talking and all this stuff. And <sighs> listen, I know Drew called it something else, but to me it was hilarious watching Drew look at him. Like she had this look on her face, like, Hmm, Interesting. Like, she definitely had the look on her face like, I've never heard you say these words before. Like, I don't think that Drew has ever heard anything about the book, read anything about the book, and I wouldn't be surprised surprised if this is the first time Ralph has decided to do any type of reading for her. Like, it's possible that she's asked Ralph and he's like, no, 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 it's not ready. But because the whole table is asking, now Ralph is ready to talk about it. I just, and then she's like, oh, I'm just holding back tears because of this whole situation. I was just like, "Mm, no, I think you're making the face of a person who is annoyed at their husband. I know that face. I know that face quite well. I probably made that face four times today. But don't say that you're holding back tears because it's so emotional for you. Okay. But Candy asked Drew some questions. And then as she's 
Drew saying something. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. Kenya and Sheree are doing what I like to call it in order. In order, we call it cuspus. A little whisper, whisper. A little side talk, side talk. So distracting. But basically, Sheree tells Kenya that Sonia was mad and coming at her and was like, oh, you didn't show up, blah, blah, blah. But that's not what happened, right? Because then Kenya hears this from Sheree and she's like, wait, wait, Sonia, Sheree says that you told her that we didn't show up, but I called you twice and you never called us back. And Sonia's like, why would I call you back? I just thought you weren't we're doing something else. You were doing the catamaran trip. I don't understand what the big deal is. I was working. And now the fight has shifted to something else, right? Now it's shifted to Kenya being like, you didn't check on us. This is how you treat your guests, blah, blah, blah. But like it, all of this is because of Sheree, because Sheree is a queen of miscommunication. She is a bone collector, but like a bad one. She always misrepresents the conversation, which is great because it's an essential evil for this television show. But that is not what happened. What happened is Sheree came in hot, annoyed with Sonia. Sonia was like, I just thought you guys didn't show up. That's fine. And now Sheree is tr- telling Kenya, oh, Sonia came at me saying, oh, you guys didn't show up. But that's not what happened. That is, again, Sheree taking information and projecting it out, to telling it to another person in a different way than that, than the actual truth of what happened. And all this is argument that's happening. And then Ross gets up and says, don't fuck with my wife. I was like, okay, I mean, okay, like, fine. It just, like, felt like a lot. Like, I have no problem with a man getting in the way and saying, please don't talk to my wife that way. But it just felt a little unnecessary. Like it just felt like a little much. I think he could have very well stepped in and said, Hey, listen, I was there too. I'm part of this too. We set up the iFit shoot was for the both of us. So we set up a bus at 930. If you guys didn't make it, that's fine. We weren't upset about it. We just had other things to do. And then Sonia during all this does not say anything about I lost my phone. Because when Marlo gets to her at the iFit shoot, she's like, oh, yeah, girl, I don't know where they are, and I lost my phone today. So when Kenya's like, oh, I, like, you know, I called you twice. You didn't call me black, back, blah, blah, blah. Like, why doesn't her losing her phone show up here? I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. Okay, it was weird. Ross piping up was weird. Okay, it was a little unnecessary. But all of this, I have to say, was because Sheree is – a shitty bone collector. That's all it was. That's it. Um, well, that's it. That's it. Like I said, this was a little mini recap. And then I'll be back uh, later on this week to talk uh, with Arthi about Married to Medicine. So I hope to uh, talk to you guys then. Thank you for being here. Bye. The reality is, is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. 
Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Kelly Payfer. I may be from Down Under, but don't ever underestimate me. Richie D. If you can't be cool, you can't be with Caduce. Megan Shaw. I may be a model, but I'll never be your model minority. Becca Simon. It gets icy where I'm from, so you know I'll bring the heat. Jill Hirsch. Your petty drama can't take this warrior down. Jamie Allrunner. Where I come from, we're known for our great lakes, but I'm just known for my great ass. Sarah Gibbs. You may not like the cut of my jet, but that's what you get from Sarah Gibbs. Maria M. Where I'm from, they sing God Save the Queen, so I guess you can call me a god. Jill Walsh. I made it up this hill myself, and I'll kick any jack off. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. John Friedman. Diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is. Sarah Watkins Bilstein. Playtime is over. This mama means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist pumping, this Jersey girl brings the party. Amanda Agosti. Everything is bigger in Texas and my heart is no exception. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can ever take you down. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets and I get it all. Ade Adedoko. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but I'm actually just smoking. Deepa Canapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back and also my unsolicited opinion. Adil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Trinity Subramaniam. I have four degrees and eight syllables and zero fucks to give. Beth Bayer. The secret to my success is staying out of your BS. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shade. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. Brianna Tony. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. And lastly, Tanisha. While others are turning tables, I'm dancing on them.